Athletic Brewing. I cracked open an Upside Dawn Golden Athletic Brew. And let me say this. No matter what you're looking for in a great non-alcoholic beer, the answer is always athletic. Great flavor? It's athletic. Award-winning styles? It's athletic. Huge variety? It's athletic. Fit for all times. That's a registered trademark, guys. Enjoy them anytime, anywhere, without ever slowing down your summer. Beach days, music festivals, swim meets, camping, late nights, early mornings, literally wherever summer takes you. And here's the best part to me, zero hangovers the next day. Mm -hmm. This summer, ask for the only non-alcoholic beer or brew you need to know. Athletic. Head to askforathletic.com to find it near you and use code TA2024 to get 15% off your first online order. That's code TA2024 at checkout for 15% off your first order. Near beer. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company, fit for all times. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Portsign with you on a rather overcast, gray, kind of gloomy Wednesday morning. Allison, this city should be in a better mood. Training camp has started. Allison Lucan is here. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Hello. Listen, I love that fall is here. And if it takes a little rain to bring it, that's fine with me. I'm fine with fall. A little sun would be nice. Today And I'm not even a big sun guy. Anyways, Blue Jackets, all kinds of stuff went on yesterday, Allison. It was a media day, but who cares about that? They they blew up the hockey world. Um, a couple of – well, one guy's is going to stay here for a while. Elvis Merzlikin signs a five-year contract extension. That gives him six more years under his uh, terms in Columbus. And another guy may not be coming in. All probably won't be Zach Ronaldo, who is not vaccinated, told to stay away from training camp. The Blue Jackets have 67 players invited to camp. Ronaldo is not one of them because he, again, is not vaccinated. The other 67 are vaccinated. We'll get to Ronaldo, and, and that's an intriguing situation there. Let's start 
Allison, if we can, with Elvis Merzlikens. Five years, $27 million extension. That keeps him here through 26, 27. This, this says a lot just at face value on what this club feels about Elvis Merzlikens. It also says that they've made a decision, Allison. It does. And, you know, it, I, it's, it's a little bit of a torn issue for me. I mean, I have, I am on record as saying that I think that Elvis is the better goaltender. Um, I obviously he brings a marketability to him that is very unique and special as well that can help this franchise as they go through this process they're going through. Um, but you know, I, I feel for Eunice Corposalo. I, I, I get it. This is a ruthless business. It is better to make the decision. Um, but, but I feel like just to announce the decision this way, like you said, it was just media day yesterday. Would have loved a, an acknowledgement of the process here and an acknowledgement, a, a proper perhaps acknowledgement of, of Corpusalo, if you will, um, even if he is now by de facto, perhaps on his way out some at some point this year. Um, so I, I, on a business level, I like the move. I understand the move on a human level. Woo boy, that's a that's a cold way to make your decision and let the world know what it is. Well, pro, uh, pro sports is just brutal. It's brutal. And it's mean as hell. It's yes. It, it's it's who's better. We've said this before. I think in this space, there are super good guys, really good people you root for that just can't do what another person who you may find detestable can do with ease. And that doesn't relate at all to Corpus Allo and Merzlikens. I'm not saying that. It's just, it's a king of the jungle uh, business in a lot of ways. Can you do it? And it's it's particularly more harsh at the goaltending position, obviously, because only one player can tend goal in a game for a team. It's not like if you're not quite ready to be the number one center, you, you still get to play second or third line duty, maybe some power play. There's a way to to take care of that. This team needed to make a call. And I get what you're, what you're saying. I think for Corpusalo, I mean, he's an unrestricted free agent after this season. Merzlikens was going to be. I, I wonder, I think the, the for Corpusalo, I think maybe it's fair to say that that the club's intent was really even drawn a year ago when when Corpusalo signed for two point eight million and Merzlikin signed for four, and that rubbed some people, perhaps including Corpusalo, the wrong way. The sure. tea leaves you could start reading at that point. I'm not sure that this lands as a gut punch to. Corpusala maybe as much as we think it did because I think he was probably already reading the situation. This is just finality, I think, to him where there's an understanding now that he's going to go elsewhere. And and rather than split and do this 40-50% split with the other guy, both of these guys want to be starters. Corpusala probably would have loved for it to be here. He waited his turn. He did everything right. But now he's going to get an opportunity, one assumes, to go somewhere and be a goaltender where uh, maybe the traffic's not not so crowded. And I guess we'll see how that, that develops in the next year or so. Well, sure. But I mean, you know, and I, I don't disagree with any point you've made, but 
when you break up with someone, you can sit them down, even if they know that it's coming and, you know, acknowledge and honor what it was and honor the person, or you can wait till they see you out with a different date. Right. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's just, it's just a, and listen, it's not like I'm screaming from the rooftops here that this is the most awful thing in history. I just, for, you know, again, this is an organization that we talked about and the organization talked about honoring the commitment that Corpusalo made and waiting his turn and all those things. I just would have loved it, it. It feels a little discarding in nature, even if that is the reality of what it is. There's, there's a way to do that in a commu- communication is everything. Everyone's sick of me talking about it. Just would have loved to see maybe a, perhaps a different communication choice around a decision that ultimately I'm fine with. Yeah. And, and, you know, what this says, and I, I think there's some people still out there wondering if Elvis Merzikens can do it, if he can be the number one. This says that the, the Blue Jackets don't have that question anymore. Right. That they, they believe this is the guy. And are you, I, I've, I mean, I, let's just be honest. I, I've felt like this was where it should have gone for a while now. Um do you have any hesitation, Allison, in making Elvis Merzlikens? You know who he is. You know the player he is, also the person he is. Any hesitation turning this team over to him? Zero. And and you know, and I'll say I, I say that, and I mean that. But also, if we know anything about hockey, we just talked about how brutal the sport is in terms of what happened here with Corpusalo. But just because you have a contract doesn't mean you're here for the entirety of the contract either. <laughs> So, um, but again, I, you know, I don't mind it. This is an organization that's kind of getting themselves resituated. I know Zach Wierenski said he doesn't want to hear rebuild. So let's go with something else now. Um, but he has a little time to grow into this role. It's not like if he falters that the organization is sunk because of this decision in at least the first year, um, we have seen that this is a player that thrives when he knows what his role is and knows that he quote unquote, owns the net. I think he's an exceptional player. I think, again, he's an exceptional personality. This team needs personalities. They need to market those personalities. He's the starter. Let's go. Yes. Let's get marketing to these guys. Yes. Let's let's see Elvis out of his natural, out of his goalie gear. Yes, please. Let's get going here. Yes. Um, Yeah. And you know what? One one of the things that that I think has changed in the last Six months, and it's a it's a touchy subject because Nick Foligno loved Columbus. Cam Atkinson loved Columbus, and the question at the time of the Cam Atkinson trade was: you you keep saying you want people who want to be Blue Jackets. You just traded the the guy who wants to be a Blue Jacket more than just about anybody else. So that that was an interesting little wrinkle this summer. But I think what what we've we've seen in the follow up is Zach Wierenski committing to Columbus mm-hmm. long term when he really didn't have to. Mm-hmm. Got a nice contract, by the way. Uh, Elvis Merzlikens will tell anybody how much he loves the city of Columbus and appreciates the fans. The Q and A we did with him a couple of weeks ago, he basically thanked the Blue Jackets fans for keeping his career going after. A, a rough start in the mm-hmm. NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean Corrali comes back home where this franchise has, has um, even though surprisingly they've traded Felino and uh, Kim Atkinson, 
they've seemed to have fostered an even more intense feel um, about players who want to be here, which is really important given what the franchise has gone through in the previous few seasons. A hundred percent. And, you know, also, you know, one thing that I really appreciated, and I don't know if we'll get to this more later, but Jake Borchek comes back and talks yesterday at Media Day, and he was very honest about what this organization was when he was here last. Um, and so I think that's part of this, too, is now it kind of has to not be a big deal that players want to play at the organization, right? Because that's that's where the majority of organizations should get to is that for whatever the real reason is that everyone's saying, I love being here and they, they're choosing to go to the, the club that they go to. And I think that when the part of why Nick Felino is so beloved and why Cam Atkinson is so beloved and even David Savard is that these players came here and were part of making this a desirable destination. And so now it has to become a transition to, yeah, just like everybody else, people want to play here. Some do, some don't, it's all good. And, right. and it doesn't become such a thing. Yeah. And as you've said, I don't know, 2.3 million times. It's not the city. That's right. It's the organization. That's right. Um, and Jake, I had a nice chat off to the side with Jake yesterday. Um, when Jake was here before, he lived right down in the heart of it all. Um, loved it and was was a, was enthralled with, with downtown Columbus living in the Arena District. We've all grown up a bit, Allison. Jake now has a girlfriend and two little ones. They have a place out in New Albany. I don't know that Jake ever was even in New Albany the first time he was here. <laughs> I'm not sure he knew New Albany existed. Maybe he, he went to Easton. Maybe. He's a fascinating guy, though, and we'll write a, a, on this uh, later. He's. It pisses him off when people still think of him today as goofball Jake from his early NHL days like he's he's tried so hard to move beyond that Yarmo sees it and Yarmo has talked openly about what a leader he thinks he can become I think to a lot of people who were in Columbus when Voracek was here the first time they didn't quite the Jake Dvorak wasn't a guy that they necessarily associated with being a leader but maybe it's time to reconsider that um so Merzlikens in, in camp and as as our Great and former colleague Tom Reed noted that end of the dressing room with Elvis, Line A, Voracek. That's going to be a pretty wild little little cubbyhole of the of the room. They should just have a live mic and a camera going on that at all times. I hope that they do. It'd be the best thing because the thoughts that could come out of that. You've got a. I mean, there's a joke there somewhere. A Latvian, a Finn, and a Czech walk into a bar. <laughs> I, I don't know what the punchline is, but I would love to sit around and listen to it. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. 
Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, really, the news that that broke yesterday. So the Merzlikin stuff happened after media day. He's going to talk today in a few hours uh, about his new contract. But the news that broke um, before we gathered yesterday. So they handed out rosters. 67 guys in camp, Allison. Good they have, Lord. They have three groups, which is amazing. And I immediately went to the roster and was like, there's no Ronaldo here. Mm-hmm. Went over to Yarmo and John Davidson and said, hey, are you fellas uh, jokingly, you guys good for a few questions before you take the dice? And they said, no, no questions. No, no. We're only on. But was assured that it wasn't a typo because how odd would that have been? He's not on the roster. The team has told him to stay away, Allison. He is not vaccinated. They don't want people here who are not vaccinated. Um, and it's an interesting call. We've been told that about 1% of the league is not vaccinated. Um, and this is where I this is where it gets interesting to me. The league has set up parameters, protocols, I should say, for how to handle players who aren't vaccinated. So there's I guess the infrastructure is the word. It's in place. The Blue Jackets didn't, didn't want to deal with that. And so Zach Ronaldo is at, at this point scheduled to go to AHL camp, which begins in a couple weeks. But that just feels like a punt to me, Allison. I feel like that's, I feel like that is just, I don't know that that's an official decision. It's not like they're saying, we don't want you to infect us here. Go infect people in Cleveland. I just feel like that's a punting of a decision. Um, and I wonder how that that news arrived at, at uh, your ears yesterday. Yeah, I agree. And, I, you know, I saw a lot of, oh, so they just think it, that they're going to infect the players at the AHL level. I mean, come on, people. Like, no, that's not what they think. <laughs> um, you know, and this is where our, our soundbite Twitter-based world um, can hurt us because if people paid attention to the entire um, session with uh, Blue Jackets front office, uh, John Davidson gave a very impassioned statement on how important vaccination and following um, not just the protocols, but the science and the advice of medical personnel are. And if you think after listening to what Yarmo has said and what JD has said and what this organization did, in fact, with an assistant coach already, that they're just like, yeah, whatever, we don't care, make it someone else's problem. I think that's very short-sighted, and I think you're taking the easy way out mentally. Um, if you look at some critical thinking here, there's probably, there's going to have to be, and, and you mentioned this after media day yesterday, there's going to be some consideration, I'm sure, from the Players Association on how this is handled. And so this might buy some time, but this is not a player making five, six, seven, eight million dollars. And ultimately, is this a situation where, Worst case scenario, if, if if the contract isn't voided or negated in some way or, or the player is put on unconditional waivers, that this organization says, listen, fine, it's less than a million dollars. Here's your check. Just just stay home. Um, because nothing about what this organization has said and the people in the front office have said about managing through this COVID situation says to me that it's just, eh, he'll go down to the AHL. Because listen, every other player who's supposed to be down in the AHL is in fact in camp. So, um, I, I, it, it, I would be surprised if we see this player 
remain unvaccinated and also playing around Blue Jackets players anywhere in the organization. That's just my two cents. Yeah, and and I'll be honest with you, I'm a little surprised by by this, and I understand why the PA is reviewing it. Uh, because again, the league and the PA went through great effort this summer to set up, here's what will happen for a player who isn't vaccinated. Now, the, the Blue Jackets are framing this, and I get this too, as a team-first approach. So you've got mm-hmm. 67 guys that are vaccinated. You've got one guy who isn't. Are you going to have an entire different set of protocols behind the scene for one guy? Right. Are you going maybe bringing extra staff to constantly te- uh, test the one guy? If that one guy were making five million bucks a year and playing a top four defense or top six forward role, you may consider it. A guy like Zach Wierenski, I there's geez, Zach Ronaldo, you, Freudian. A guy like Zach Ronaldo, you think is just not. This is just isn't worth it. This is a guy on a two-way deal. But I'm a little surprised, and I I do think the PA is going to have something to say about the team just saying, yeah, obviously they're obligated to pay the money. These are guaranteed contracts. But if he's sent to AHL camp, my assumption is he's going to make AHL money, which is 275 compared per his contract compared to, to 750. Mm-hmm. Um so it it it's um the other thing I keep coming back to is he signed in June. Yep. Could I, it is surprising to me that nobody asked him, or maybe people were misled about the willingness or the importance to get vaccinated. That no one asked him if he's if he was planning to get vaccinated, right? Because it was still a pretty big deal at, at that point. Um, you know, I suppose there's a I, I can't imagine this happening. But Ronaldo could have a change of of heart or look at his bank account and realize maybe he does need this job more. But he could go get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine and be ready for AHL camp in two weeks. I Again, seems unlikely. He seems pretty entrenched in this stance. But it's, um, yeah, it, it seems like it's kind of a slippery slope for the Blue Jackets, but I, I admire their – they're just not messing around, Allison. They, they, and I, I get this sense from a lot of a lot of teams. They just, they're just done with all the – if I may, they're done with the bullshit. Yep. They're done. Well, we all are. We're all exhausted. We're, yeah. But, the, like, it, it's one thing to have discussions with people you disagree with, but now when you're in the building working with that person or on the same team as that person and it's it's – really affecting your day-to-day um they're just done they're just done and again if this were a more prominent player as opposed to a guy who was probably going to spot in for a handful of games this year maybe they make an exception but he just he's not worth it is the honest answer any thoughts to that no, I agree and you know I think to your point of of not asking in June I mean they they hired a coach who wasn't vaccinated and you know that that came really close to to go time as well. So, um, you know, and again, I think people are all learning. Maybe people thought that um, 
people would have changes of heart. Um, you know, Elliot Friedman put out in his 32 thoughts this week that, you know, there were some players who, when push came to shove, did in fact change their mind in terms of would they get the vaccine and Maybe front offices were hearing that and hoping that that was going to continue as a trend. Um, But yeah, look, like I've said, everyone has the right to make decisions and everyone has the responsibility to face any consequences, good or bad, of those decisions. And here we are. Yeah. And the Blue Jackets are not screwing around with this. It's pretty clear where where they come in on this. Yep. Um, Sylvain Lafay, you mentioned the assistant coach, fired. Because he would not get vaccinated, and you got to be vaccinated. Yep. Um, I don't know how else that one could have played out, but the players are a little bit different because they've got the protection of the the players' union. Um, so I don't think this Ronaldo story is quite over yet, but we'll we'll follow it as she moves along. But he's not in camp. Um, they've punted a decision for two weeks. I'm not sure he shows up at Cleveland camp. I'm not sure he can get across the Canadian border unvaccinated. Well, exactly. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So. Strange days. Um, you, you mentioned Sylvain Lafay. We should do some some house cleaning here, housekeeping. Yes, here. Um, <laughs> Lafay fired in his stead. The Blue Jackets promoted Steve McCarthy, who had been coaching in the American Hockey League. That, of course, causes a ripple effect. Well, now they need Allison, a a coach in Cleveland. And this is not the best time, in case you you didn't know, to go looking for hockey coaches. The music has stopped. The chairs have been taken. Um, So the Blue Jackets looked uh, internally to fix both of those spots. McCarthy, as we mentioned, comes up from the American Hockey League. And Mark Letestu, who was hired just a couple of months ago in a part-time capacity in player development, now is has begun his coaching career. I think this is where he wanted it to go, and maybe it happened quicker than than anyone could have anticipated. He is now an assistant coach with AHL Cleveland. He will coach, though he a former forward, he will coach the defenseman. The Blue Jackets will bring Craig Hartsburg, a veteran NHL coach, who has remained with the, the team as a consultant, uh, he stepped down, I believe, in 2017. He's going to remain with the with the with the uh, do some more work with Cleveland this year, um, because at some point you may need a, a person with experience having coached defensemen. So that Cleveland staff now has uh, Mike Eves at the top with Trent Vogelhuber and Mark Letestu as the assistants. And Allison, this weekend in Traverse City, Trent Vogelhuber, you stick around long enough. You get a heck of an opportunity. And Eves has a fall in his home a week or so ago, screws up his shoulder, has to have a shoulder surgery. And McCarthy gets promoted to the NHL job. And that leaves Trent Vogelhuber to coach the young fellows in the prospects tournament in Traverse City. And Trent Vogelhuber, a local kid, Dublin, Ohio, the godfather of local hockey players, steps in and Allison, he was mag. Magnificent. Yes, as were the players. Um, oh, well, yeah. But yeah, yeah. You know, I I like. You know, again, we talk about this being a, a, a period here of evolution, um, of growth, of kind of the next generation of what's going to happen with this Blue Jackets organization. And again, it gives you an opportunity to, to do that behind the bench as well. I thought it was pretty cool. It's it's got to be pretty cool for these guys. I mean, they certainly don't want to see Mike Eves injured, but. It's got to be pretty cool to say, hey, guess what? You get you get a shot now. Um, 
And I really like the choice of Mark Letestu. As you said, um, this is perhaps a path he wanted to go down. I think it's a great fit for who he is, how he thinks the game, how he communicates. Um, and the Blue Jackets are, are honestly fortunate that they had resources from which to pull uh, to to fill all the seats that <laughs> waterfall down and became open, whether it be for just a tournament or for a permanent spot behind behind the bench. Yeah. And you mentioned the 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 play up there. It was a it was a wild tournament. It was mm-hmm. um they knew they were gonna be good in this tournament, I think. You know, this is the first year we mentioned this in a couple of years. This is the first time in a few years Columbus has gone up there loaded with first round draft picks and and high end difference making talent. And Allison, it certainly was that there we've got stories all over the athletic site. Um, I threw some observations out there, but there were, we had several prospects writers up there, Scott Wheeler, Corey Promen, both got into it. Um, and the blue jackets put on a show, Allison, they were fantastic. Chinikov, six goals, even though he only played three games. Sillinger <laughs> looked like a stud two way play. Josh Dunn was an impactful player. Uh, I thought Jay Christensen looked good on, on defense. Um, pretty spectacular week. And, and I, I thought of it through this prism a lot. If you're a rebuilding franchise who has staked a lot on the next wave, you need, when that wave gets is playing against its peers, it should look spectacular. And the way Sillinger and Chinikov played, the two high-end guys, that's what Columbus needed to see at this tournament. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we talked last episode about – you have to be careful how much stock you put in anything good or bad from this tournament. But it 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 is really nice when a player catches the eye in a good way. Um, and, you know, you mentioned Christensen. That was a player who I wasn't expecting to catch my eye, but he caught mine as well. Um, I liked both goaltenders. I thought they played quite well. Um, and, yes, you need these young players to not just pop in the context of this tournament – but, you know, just as much as you need it for the talent and the organization, what is important to, and again, we talk about this evolution of, of it, people wanting to be part of Columbus at all different levels, for all the scouts to see Yarmo's picks and his staff's picks playing out, proving to be the talent they thought they were. You, you have to, I mean, Yarmo's a good poker face, but I can't imagine every time Chinikov scored, <laughs> just... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just uh-huh uh fuck you you know <laughs> just but yeah. um yeah it, it's such a great step and as you said for so many of these players to be coming from within the it was funny when when the blue jackets played detroit i was looking at detroit's roster and i was like you know that's an organization that's supposed to be rebuilding where where is all their high-end talent and they had some injuries and such as well but um for them to come in with a lot of talent that is in the organization and perform as well as they did, these are all puzzle pieces that lead to where this organization wants to be in in a matter of a few years. Yeah. And I I kept looking at it too, like which of these guys might be in the NHL this season? Mm -hmm. And it's not crazy to say that five of these guys could get a look. Mm -hmm. I mean – Chinikov's going to play in the NHL at some point this season. I yep. don't know if he sticks. I don't know if it's a long-term thing, if it's a test or not. 
you know, and I think he's the guy that you need to factor what that tournament was maybe more than the others. That's an incredible shot. Oh, my Lord. It's a great yes. shot. But as, as one scout said, there are no NHL goalies here. That's a huge difference. I'm not sure he's going to be left alone on the power play to shoot like that. Now, he can make adjustments. He'll have to make adjustments. We assume he will. Um, taking nothing away from him. Incredible performance at this at this camp. Six goals, 13 shots. Um, but I now we have to see how it translates to the NHL. That's true for all of them. Can he get the puck back? Will he have that space? Um, the goaltenders are going to be bigger. They're going to be better. They're going to they're going to anticipate like these these kids at Traverse City have not yet learned to do. Um, for sure, Chinikov's going to play at some point in the NHL this season. I'm just curious to see how much uh, of a taste he gets and how long he sticks. The preseason will be huge for him. Yeah, and for for me, the thing with him, and I I say this in a positive way. I know that this player did not have a great season last year. I was jokingly calling him the Patrick Line of the Traverse City Power Play Tournament um, because it, it, he, he just hangs out, gets that shot, and you can't stop it. Yeah. Um, so you know, imagine a mirror image of Line on the right side, and that's what you had. So um, he, he, to your point, he's not necessarily going to get that space either. And what, what's going to play into this for me is not just what Chinikov does in camp, but also how this roster fills out, because this is not a player, I think, it, we've seen this organization try things like this before, and I don't love it. it, to bring him in for like bottom six little bit of minutes just for some power play juice. I, again, this is a season where in the context Winning isn't the most important thing in the world this year. So you don't have to do everything you can to squeeze out every single goal, um, as much as that may pain some people to think about. And if this player can't be in the right spot in the five-on-five lineup, that's going to impact whether or not whether or not he makes the roster out of camp and how much he plays. Yeah. See, as long as he's in the top nine, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, I agree. I'm fine with that. And and you dabble the power play time in there um the, the one guy I, I think who's a year younger is and cole Sillinger was fantastic in, in a more subtle way um everyone was more subtle than chinikov the, the way that he blasted it Sillinger played m- more of a 200 foot game physically he's there you can hear yarmo kekalein and talk about him and he doesn't seem to have any concerns about the things you typically have concerns about regarding 18 year old players. Yeah. And I've been saying this for a while. Every indication is that he's going to get a really good look to make the team. And if you look at this team's depth chart down the middle, (laughs) I don't think it's out of the question. Now, do you want to saddle him with the top, six role at 18 years old. Right. I mean, uh, this is going to sound crazy. And I don't know if I do, even if he, even if the answer to this is yes, I'm not sure I want him to play that role in the NHL yet because it's so heavy and so rich, but he might, he might be the most qualified player right now (laughs) to play on their top line. Yeah. Yeah. Given his two-way game. Now, we haven't seen it against NHL 
talent. Same goes for him as for Chinikov. But the way he plays, it, it, I, I'll be shocked if it doesn't translate to the NHL because I, I he just does not he does not shy away from from combativeness or contact, and he's he's not a he doesn't run people. He's not he just right. he is a solid involved uh, player. Um, yeah, the other kid that I left that tournament thinking, whoa, he is going to have a long and solid NHL career as a bottom six forward is Josh Dunn. Mm-hmm. Like he just looks, he looks like a St. Louis blue to me, just a big stout, heavy um, character, combative type guy. And then there are two other guys who had really good AHL seasons last year. They now have uh, NHL components in their contract, Carson Meyer and Tyler Angle. I think things would have to fall really right for them and maybe it's a situation where the club brings them up just to look at them in an nhl setting i'm not sure they win jobs out of training camp or even have that opportunity to be honest but i think angle and meyer are on the cusp of getting a shot in the nhl so they had a lot of guys at this tournament allison and they played like it too jay christensen too I, i we should consider him i think as a bubble guy in the NHL now. They worry about his size, his ability to defend, which is, of course, a key component to defenseman. But, boy, is he smooth and can he move the puck on the power play. So some names to keep in mind. All in all, it was a fantastic weekend and at Traverse City. If everything the Blue Jackets could have dreamed of seeing from this group, they saw it. No major injuries. Um, the skill guys look like skill guys. The tough guys look like tough guys. There was a real cohesiveness to this team, which is shocking when you consider they've known each other for about six days. Right. They played hard and they played for each other, and that's a hell of a thing to foster if you're if you're the if you're the Columbus Blue Jackets. Hundred percent agree. And they, again, all pieces to a puzzle, all very positive. And, and again, this this group didn't even have. I mean, they had a pseudo development camp, but usually some of this group has played together in a, a development camp in the summer. Um, so, yeah, a, a very impressive showing by everyone involved. And I can't wait to go back. Uh, well, always. All our restaurants survived, which I'm very happy for. Congratulations to the city of Travers. We love them. It did not get to mini putt, though. I'm sorry. I never mini putt. It's not my thing. <laughs> um and the Sunday needs to be the off day. Always. So, but we and, persevered. And, and more difficult. bars need NFL Sunday ticket, we learned. Yes. That's or the, the Browns should just be the national game. Or that. Yes. And you know, well, no. I'm not yeah. gonna go. I'm just, just not a Yeah. Anyways, Rasmus Dahlin has signed, by the way. Oh, congratulations. The RFAs are being ticked off. Or I mean, they're being taken care yes. of. Yes. Yes. Um anything else, Allison? I think that's it. All right. Well, thanks for listening, folks. Thanks for being with us. We will talk to you next week, I'm sure. Lots to to discuss. The Blue Jackets training camp is here. Uh, They take the ice Thursday for the first time. And we will uh, stay in touch. We'll talk to you soon.